You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, children will not be allowed to play with Play-Doh in carpeted rooms until they are older, like 37 years old. This is Melanie. And in the future, optical lenses will be so advanced, we'll be able to have night vision, zoom, and data boxes pop up so we can pretend we're the Terminator. This is Jesse. In the future, whenever DuckTales comes on, replace DuckTales with duck butts. Woo! Because that's pre-show right there. Pre-show. You could you could hear what what that references if uh, you only had a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Me too. <laughs> I like that it went sad. <laughs> Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. This is episode number sixty-six. Woo! 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 Uh. Thanks for joining us. I totally lost wherever <laughs> I was going. Yeah. So this episode, we are going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about a comic book, uh, indie comic book. That's weird. And uh, then uh, before that, and, and oh, and we have the letters. We're going to have letters page segment. Woo! And before oh, nice. that, we're you know maybe some in house news if we have some. Do we? Oh, we do. We have a bit. We do a bit. A bit. Yeah. Let's well, let's. Let's do that bit. Let's roll into it. Let's <laughs> kick right into it. Recently, we were featured as one of the artist spotlights on the Laugh It Forward Kickstarter that is put on by one of our patrons, oh, wow. Sam Dealey. Speaking of uh, woohoo. Or is it, de- is it Dealey or de- Delay? Woohooligan. <laughs> Woohooligan. I, I, yeah, I'm not, sure the, I'm not sure the pronunciation offhand. I, I should know this, but I don't. Dealey sounds better. Yeah. Dealey sounds right, but then, uh, like, you know, it's E-Y, so like, ooh, is that... French for Dillard? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's not. <laughs> so anyways, we uh, we were one of the artist spotlights, and uh, you can find that by checking out the Laugh It Forward Kickstarter, or you can go to um, Sam's uh, Tumblr, which is woohooligan.tumblr.com or whatever Tumblr's modifier is. Mm-hmm. Fantastic name, by the way. It's actually woohooligancomic.com, I should say, or mm-hmm. .tumblr.com. All the comms. Also, EMC News, uh, Queer Nerd with uh, Darnell Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, was most recently launched. What, what, what else do you know about it, Mr. Randy? Okay, so a, a little insight into, maybe I shouldn't. No, yes, a little insight into how me and Dustin operate, because Dustin operates the Pro Wrestling Iowa Network, which is where Darnell Mitchell's Queer Nerd podcast comes from. And uh, I knew nothing of it until it hit my rss feed and i'm like what's this it's a new show <laughs> right 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 so, they did announce it on their own show but yeah yeah i oh i'm not great I, I don't i don't i don't have time to listen to everybody's show so i'm sorry guys but uh so i checked it out and of course i messaged dustin and was like hey you want this on the network and he said of course but uh i listened to it and yeah it's good it's um yeah it's it's darnell darnell co-hosts pro wrestling mothership I know yes. he's on. I know he's been on. He's some, on that and the Capital Wrestling podcast. 
which yeah. I don't know if that goes out through MCA or not. It does not. No. Okay. No, they have, yeah, that's a, things get complicated when you have multiple networks and productions mm-hmm. involved. Yeah, sure, sure. That one does not go out through us, but he's on several of their other wrestling shows, but it's, it's his own show. And apparently it's something he's wanted to do for a long time where he can focus on nerdy stuff, movies, comic books, whatever he wants to talk about with a focus on perspectives from the LGBTQ plus community. And the first episode was him and two co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. sounds like it sounds like it'll kind of vary. They'll have guests and stuff on every so often. A lot of it's just talking about like they did talk about wrestling and stuff, but some some other things as well from from their perspective and like what it what these various nerdy things have meant to them and you know kind of their segue into these things mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it's a very interesting show so i'm excited to have it on the network yeah i don't know how frequent frequently it'll come out but um it's good you should definitely check it out yes yes um also i recently recorded with patrick from almost educational and we did an episode about ready player one which will by the time this comes out will have already hit the scene uh, so we talked about the book, so I don't know anything about the movie yet. When, the, when that episode probably goes live, uh, everyone will have opinions or mm. questions or quopinions. That's a callback. Yeah, uh, it is. About Ready Player One. And, uh, well, me and Patrick, we're, we're going to, we're going to tackle some of those, at least from the perspective of people who read the book. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited to hear it. I think it was a fun episode. I mean, I think we could have talked for a whole nother hour easy. Um, but we, we covered a lot of ground in the episode that we recorded. Uh, last thing that I've got is, uh, that I am going to be at uh, constellation in Lincoln, Nebraska on April 20th through the 22nd. So if you guys want to stop by and say, hi, I'll probably have a recorder somewhere at the table. Uh, I'll be tabling with, uh, Axton Kaler with our tank zombie studios, uh, table there. And, uh, it's just a fun con. Also, uh, Christopher R. Mim is going to be there as the media guest of honor, which we've had uh, interviews with him on this show before, mm-hmm. way back in year one. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. So if you if you are interested and you're in the area, definitely stop by Constellation and, and give me a high five. That reminds me, we need to have Axton on the show. Okay. We do. We do. I'm fine with that. Let's do it. Axton, <laughs> we're going to get you on the show. Yes. What else? Uh Garlic Cinematic Universe number two will be out next week when this episode goes up. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. Yeah, you guys need to check it out. Get 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 those download numbers up on it. I I, I may have the inside track on what the episode's about, so uh, uh, I'm interested to hear what's 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 said. Yeah, should be silver underwear. So yes, yep. yep. So much glossy underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're going to discuss a book, and we were sent this book free of charge for the purposes of a review. Which is always a nice surprise. It is. It is. Feel free to send us free things. Anytime. We will be under no obligation to do anything with that free thing or discuss it, but maybe we will. We probably will. Okay, if you have the words horror in the description of this product, I will probably check it out. Yes. (laughs) Well, what what was the pitch? Like, there was a pitch, and you were like... Uh, maybe I need that in my life. So we were sent an email by a Mr. B.J. Mendelson. He is the author of a book called Social Media is Bullshit, which is interesting segue for like 
hey, read my comic because it's a nonfiction book. Mm -hmm. But he says he has a new comic book out on Comixology called Vengeance Nevada, as in if vengeance was like the town. Vengeance Mm -hmm. Nevada. The description was, and this is like the only description there was of it on Comixology, a wild superhero horror adventure set in the American West. And I was like, I'm... That sounds I'm that sounds very interesting to me. All of that sounds good. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, so plus superhero horror, there needs to be more of that. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there does. So he sent us a review copy, and we are now going to discuss it. Vengeance Nevada, issue number one. Story and characters by B.J. Mendelson. Cover art by Isidore Colavaris. Interior art and letters by Peter Chaplarsky. So this is one issue. The first issue. The first issue. Yes. As many first issues go, you really don't know what's going on still. It's just introducing you and you're like, okay, but now what? But that's why you have to read more. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess we'll skip the su- summary for now. We'll kind of touch on it. What did you guys think of Vengeance Nevada? I think there were interesting things happening, mm-hmm. but I had a, a slight issue following mm-hmm. and partially that's... Um, because of a problem we've run into many times before, where some of the characters look very similar. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure who was doing what to whom through <laughs> through parts of the book. Sure. There's a lot of stuff I like. There's stuff I liked in it. I would say, though, and obviously we discussed this a little bit before, mm-hmm. it was a little hard to follow because there's some of the characters, some of the female characters, and it's mostly, it's almost all female characters, which is interesting. But right. Several of them look the same, or at least they look similar. And then the way that the story is told, it jumps around slightly. And Mm -hmm. put those two things together, I was having a hard time following exactly what was happening. By the end of the book, like, I got it. I, I mean, at least the obvious, like, here's the events of what happened in this book. Like, I understood. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't till Mm -hmm. the end to where I was, like, able to really, okay, well, this is something that's a flashback. This is something that's happening at a different time. I don't think these two ladies are the same lady. I think those two ladies might be the same lady. So like I was able to piece it together by the end, but I it was a little hard to follow. Yeah. Well, and also you have uh, multiple, I mean, like I love the art style with this, but like you have multiple things going on with the art where you open it up and it's very much like Sin City in that it's all black and white with just some touch colors, like accent colors, Mm -hmm. like uh, her eyes are blue kind of thing. And and some Mm -hmm. of the speech bubbles are blue, but everything else is black and white. And then you jump in later and there's color and there's some pages that are full color and it makes it difficult to track what character is, yeah, like who is who because oh now now she's rendered in color and now she's not and maybe this isn't the same character and yeah no it's interesting there was there was one character that was consistently rendered in full color while none of the other scene was mm-hmm. so that right. seems significant I mean obviously but what well, also helps you to tell who she is but. They almost could have pushed that a little further. For example, there's a, there's a part where it's a lot of discussion going along top of another separate scene mm-hmm. of a, like a bank robbery or, robbery or something. Maybe using some color there would have helped separate those things or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to give suggestions, but I like a black and white book mm-hmm. with interesting use of color 
-hmm. It just seemed kind of odd, the choices as to when that color was used in this. Right. It seems like any time that there is color that's used at all, there's something supernatural about it, if that makes sense. like No, it totally does, because with the two characters that are rendered in like full color are most definitely supernatural-type characters. And then the character that has the blue eyes has blue eyes when, as as what I could gather, they were kind of possessed by some type of supernatural thing. Right. Or something. Yeah. I think that's the significance. It, Are they robots? I don't think so. Okay. I thought they were at first. So here's here's the synopsis from what I could tell is, was she a cop? I thought she was like an officer of some kind. Was she not wearing a police suit? Mm. Kristen? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So much of the story we follow her. It starts in present, uh, you know, it starts now and she has the blue eyes and she's going to some, some building that looks kind of like the building, the hotel that Angel has in Angel. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Okay. Thank God it's not just me. <laughs> season uh, two or three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. in season two now and they're living in this big hotel and there's and that also takes place in Los Angeles. So. Exactly. That's why I was like, "Is that is that is that the same hotel? Or maybe it's modeled <laughs> after it?" Uh-oh. Okay, so everybody involved watches BJ, Angel, but me. BJ, I will message you. I want to know. Did <laughs> or maybe that was the artist's decision. I mean, it's the art, obviously, but like, I want to know. Angel, was it a okay. reference? So, so, uh, but she goes there and she goes into this apartment and she's hanging out with a cat. Then we get flashback to her without blue eyes. We don't know how long ago it was. And this is, that was in Nevada, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, she's. Or the border, California, Nevada border. Okay. And she's, you know, whatever. She's just chilling on, she's doing the cop thing, sitting on the side of the road, waiting for somebody to drive by or something. And she's playing on her phone and talking to um, what I'm assuming is the dispatcher. Through their conversation, we get. Basically, a backstory of her relationship with this guy. Mm -hmm. And at first, this is where it's a little confusing in how, like, it's portrayed. But basically, and we're going to go spoilers on this specific issue. I mean, obviously, we don't know anything past this issue, but spoilers on this issue, right? That's okay, you think? Uh, Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, so while they're having this conversation and she says that her boyfriend is at some insurance convention thing mm-hmm. we get these people robbing like it, it's basically a bank robbery with like superheroes and villains and during this bank robbery one of the villains gets it seems like they're hit with some type of it's a little unclear hit with some type of magic or something but basically gets shot mm-hmm. and dies i believe and it becomes clear that that's her boyfriend i thought that was a good story moment i i, yeah. I really like that the dialogue between the dispatcher and Kristen to establish their relationship seemed a little on the nose, mm-hmm. but it wasn't bad. And I think once I figured out like what the deal was with this bank robbery scene, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty good. It's got some decent impact. Yeah, it was the storytelling was good and the story itself was good. Not that the art was bad, but it just the way they fit them together could have been smoother. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and then some weird uh, thing appears next to her car. Robot, a robot ghost. Yeah, like it, some. It's at first it start. At first it looked like her half 
half her, half robot. Then it was like half robot, half angel insect, some winged thing, like, like like an angel skeleton. And then it flew off, and she chased after it and said something about I don't talk to dead dead things don't talk or something. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. And then this other woman appears who looked like her. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> and. But also the woman could shapeshift. So there's one page where it was a panel of a bunch of different women talking to her. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and I was starting to get really worried until Kristen said something about, you know, especially I don't trust, especially shapeshifters or something. I was like, okay, thank God. Like I'm, I'm still with it. I'm still on board I, or I'm still like following. But uh, essentially it's death. Disguised as a Syntharian or whatever that means. That like that's what, what those that's what the the angel skeleton robots those are that's yeah. those are yeah yeah so is it like a zombie type of situation where they're out there they came to the planet to live because their planet was dying I believe was okay. brought up at some point but they were already dead or something of that nature and then there was a war between people and them I got that well it was kind of interesting because like she was apparently a soldier at some point. Mm-hmm. And they just he just barely touches on this, but I actually kind of felt thought this was pretty interesting. Was she was a soldier in Afghanistan, but in the like little bit of flashback scene we get there, it's like a panel or so. They're fighting those things in Afghanistan. I was like, oh, that's okay, that's interesting. Uh-huh. They were dead though already, right? So I guess they're technically zombies. I'm not sure the whole they're, logistics of how it works. They're alien angels, skeleton zombies. Yeah, Robots. shapeshifters. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, Death tells her this tale of this woman who was their protector who made this flame sword or something. Mm-hmm. And that the, the flame, she is supposed to have the flame sword or something. Right. And then, But then that's this weird when she touches it. And then there's some blonde chick talking about everybody being judged. She, yeah, she goes to grab it. She gets blown back against the car. Then there's some other yeah lady telling her a thing and then it seemed like this other lady then possessed her or went into her or something mm-hmm. and then we get cut back to her with the blue eyes mm-hmm. actually i think the eye color might have changed at this point i think it might have been orange eyes but anyway her with the colored eyes sitting in the apartment and then we jump to the superheroes on a roof and they just throw us into it Right. They're having a conversation about these factions or something, and that's the end of the issue. Like, it's obviously, like, I mean, it left it interesting enough. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm curious about sure, this. Sure, you got, like, this team, and we're like, well, I want to know more about this team now. This, like, superhero team, and one of them is, like, a gorilla in, like, a Sherlock Holmes-looking outfit. And I was like, what is, right. I want, what's that? I want to And they all, just, they all just poured in at the end. Uh-huh. You got one that's, like, like a troclophane type of orb that just floats around. You got, like, a uh, hell girl, hellboy demon woman thing. One that's like a giant, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Once we got past the stuff in the desert, I was like, okay, I, I the pieces have fallen in place. I get what I get. What's happening in the desert? It's actually pretty straightforward storytelling. I I'm conflicted about this whole superhero conversation at the end because on one hand, there's clearly like he's done a lot of world building already. He's got things set up. There's these factions set up. There's all these ex- a bunch of existing characters. It really gives us a glimpse that like this is. Okay, this is a superhero world because, and maybe that's a little what's jarring about the bank heist scene is there's like no superhero talk 
no superhero mention until suddenly there's like people in costumes in a bank. And I'm like, what, well, oh, what's this? Okay. And people wear costumes to rob banks right. all the time. Yeah. So the segue into, hey, this is a superhero book is a little weird. It's just like, but whatever. I guess that's not something you usually have to worry about. So I like that it doesn't handle it like, here's another origin story. We got to hit the necessary. I mean, it is a little bit origin story, but we got to hit the necessary things that make it an origin story. I'm going to spell everything out. Like it doesn't do that, mm-hmm. but it almost no. goes too far in the other direction to where it's like, this feels like the 23rd book in a series and I haven't read the first 22, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. It you just, know, there's backstory and you feel like you should know it. Whereas in normal, normally in a first issue, you don't feel like you should know it. Like, what am I missing? So like I said, I'm, I don't know that that's a bad thing. I, I right. kind of like it. I kind of like, oh, okay, well, this stuff, well, good. We're just going to get to it. But it is a little, it does throw you a little bit because I don't know what they're talking about. Offhand, I don't remember what the names of any of these things were. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as an ongoing series, I, I think it's an okay first issue. It just throws you into it. And I'm assuming it would, you, it'd fill it out more as you go. Mm-hmm. I, I would buy the second issue because I'm curious enough to, to see what was going on. So yeah, we talked about the color. Jesse said it's black and white and it's, it is, it's not, it's not even like grayscale. It's line work. It's a high contrast, black and white Uh, spot blacks with line work. is basically what you got. I like the art though. Mm -hmm. Like I think the art. Yeah, I agree. I think the art looks nice with some indie books. There's, it's always a little bit of a worry, you know, when somebody's like, Hey, I just released this book and you want to check it out. It's like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. What, what is this? Um, there's, there's always a little bit of a worry as <laughs> to like, even if the story's good, sometimes the art's like, I can overlook it, but it's like, oh yeah, that, you know, maybe it's a little refinement. And I didn't find that to be the case with this. And I, I think it has a, it does have a cool, like, it looks like an indie book. It doesn't necessarily, I mean, it could be a, a, a big two book, mm-hmm. but it, it has a style to it. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. But, it, but it's good. The pr- the proportions are good. The the layouts are okay. Maybe that's part of the trouble is mm-hmm. the layouts were a little confusing. Um, but I didn't have any of the word balloon issues that I've had with other books. And that's not sure. even just an indie thing. It's mm-hmm. something I mention a lot because I hate when this happens to where it's hard to follow the flow of dialogue. Yeah. And I didn't have that issue at all. I thought that was fine. Right. So overall, though, mm-hmm. good book? Yes. yes. I liked it. Yeah. yeah me too. I, I, I like... I like the concept of what, at least what we got here. Mm -hmm. And it seems like there's a lot of potential for it to go interesting places. I agree. I feel a little bit bad following up our Owl Girls discussion with this discussion because it's a little bit the same thing where we just get a snip of stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think it's, I think that's fair. I mean, it's, that's what we have. You know, we have Mm -hmm. a lot of questions. Uh, and that's I, I feel like that's what early issues of a comic series should do is to mm-hmm. give us a bunch of questions that we want the answer to. And I think that this issue does a pretty good job of that. Uh, the, the only the only problem that we run into a little bit with this is that we had some other questions that were like, uh, you know, based on am I sure that I know what's going on in this yeah. issue? So, yeah. And I want to know. This, they can answer this in other issues, but so the angel skeleton uh, robot ghost zombie thing. Uh huh. Is it all of those things or none of those things? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's some of them. Some of them. Yes. Okay. 
I could see where there's elements of horror. It's definitely a superhero book. Yeah. Right. Um, because we get a superhero team at the end of the book. Well, the alien ghost, all those things I just said, those are creepy. Those are creepy as all crap. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, like, real. yeah, we don't get a heavy horror thing going on here, but I like the elements of horror that could be there. Yeah. And I would definitely like to see, like I've said, I wish there were more superhero horror books. We get, mm-hmm. you know, we get like little runs of law of bigger superhero books that kind of dive into horror, but kind of something that better or more often rides that the line between those two yeah. would be interesting. I also get a, uh, a justice league dark vibe from this team because they all have, Oh like, yeah. You know, they all have like uh, that moon, that crescent moon motif to them, but like um, the Hellboy uh, looking character, she, she gives me a distinct, uh, John Constantine vibe. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's probably a horror slash supernatural element, even to the superhero team that we have. It just hasn't been revealed yet because we just got introduced to them. There's something I like. Um, this is a completely minor thing. but So at one point, and I don't remember at what which point, but one of the characters says something to somebody in, I think it was like that alien language or something. And we don't see that. You know, it's just like has indication that this the dialogue's translated from whatever. Right. But then, but then later, the superheroes. One of the superhero women says to another, uh, uh, basically about like, don't light that cigarette because she's a she, she's a Girl Scout. If you light that cigarette, you'll never hear the end of it. But she says it to her in Hebrew, and they actually and I don't know Hebrew, but they actually have it written out there. And I just like the idea that okay, so there's these two characters that speak Hebrew to each other, and. Just that little thing I thought was an interesting touch, and that's mm-hmm. not the kind of thing you usually see. So yeah. I thought that was cool. Like the little interesting touches like that is a good indication. Mm-hmm. So I will include a link to where you can find that on Comixology, and that is not an affiliate link. We did get the book for free, but we're not getting any kickbacks for referring people to it. So I don't know. If it sounds interesting, uh, check it out. Well, it's a horror superhero thing set in the West. How could it not be interesting? It's, it's like three it's, genres in one. It's the Angel Building. I know it is. Oh, well, <laughs> it, it totally. I was made just me watching Angel the other night, and waiting for Charles Gunn to just walk out, man. There, yeah, there was one shot of the corner of this building, and I swear it is that. And then I was reading the shot in the show stuck out to me because I was like, that totally looks like a can shot they've had for a while. That like it doesn't necessarily match up with the other footage, mm-hmm. but it's something they shot like two years ago that they, you know, just reuse. Right. And then reading this comic, I come across that page and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the same shot. They just drew it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I could be completely off base, but it's Angel. That's nice. Buffy and Angel are everywhere. Okay. You okay. <laughs> look so annoyed by that. Well, I just, you know. You don't care at I all. don't care at all. <laughs> hey. Hey. What's up, sexy? Letters. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. These letters. Here we go. Whoa, whoa. Who turned out the lights? Where did I end up now? This stupid time traveling blinkatron, I swear. There's a blinkatron, it's going. It's okay. Oh crap. Shh, shh. Just stay asleep. Okay. All right, well, right place, wrong time. Uh, This is fine. This is fine. I'll just leave him a note. There has to be some paper around here somewhere. 
Man, it's dark. Oh. God, what is that? Um, Trash can. Chaos dancing. Wait, is that? It's full of comics. What the devil? Marvel Secret Wars. Marvel Secret Empire. 90s Captain America. Huh. Alright. Where's, where's some paper? What's this? Puppets. Pokemon. Here we go. Paper. Jesse. This is Randy. From in the future! There's, there's important donuts. There's just... Why... Why would they do that? That's stupid. Jesse. This is Randy. From in the future. Just leaving this note to remind you to let listeners know how they can send us their feedback for the letters page segment. Be sure to tell them they can send us an email to letters at grawlixpodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. And we'll read it on the show. If they'd like to hear their voice on the show, they can send us a voice recording or do it the old-fashioned way. Pick up a phone and leave us a voice message. The phone number to do that is 559-426-6427. That's 559-426-6427. Or an easier way to remember it is 559-4-COMICS. Tell them to try to keep it under two minutes. And remember, we do a clean language show. Regardless what the YouTube algorithm says. I would remind myself, but it doesn't go well when I try to visit my past selves. It's too... Paradoxical. Thanks. Alright, now just to leave this on his nightstand. Spider buggy. And with that taken care of, I can try to get back to episode 100. There's too much exhaust. Wait a minute. It occurs to me I have a unique opportunity here. Hmm. That just might be too much magnificent manly beard for one podcast. There can only be one. Okay, first, I do have a little audio. Here we go. Follow-up audio from Jerry the Gnome. Okay. Okay, so hopefully he didn't get leprechauned. Yeah, listener, if you don't follow us on Facebook or anything, or Twitter, you may have missed. Me and Jesse did a live stream of live stream video uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. on, on St. Patrick's Day, and during which we played, uh, I mean, it totally could have been a Grolix Bites, but we oh, yeah. played audio from... Matt D, the latest, at the time, latest installment in his ongoing Jerry the Gnome series. <laughs> and uh, and I have some stuff to say about that after this. But here's here's another clip. <gasps> okay. Hey, Grolox Podcast. This here's Jerry the Gnome. And look, I'm, uh, I gotta tell you, I may have made a mistake. Um, I accidentally started a war with uh, the leprechauns. Uh... I may have said a few things out of context to the King of the Leprechauns, <laughs> but hey, you know, what are you going to do when you don't like somebody that just sits around all day and looks at their gold? Look, I know, Jesse, you don't like us little gnomes, but, you know, we're actually trying to do something good out here. And look, our hats may be dipped in the blood of unbaptized children, but, you know, hey, we're pagan. That's Give what us a I break, heard. All right? Look, <laughs> the problem is that Leprechauns, they tend to be a bit angry when you... Oh, I don't know. Kiss their Balarney stone and, you know, <laughs> call them green, green meanies. But, uh, look, I just gotta, gotta tell you, be careful out there. In fact, hold on a second. I think I hear someone coming. 
Oh, the Irish eyes are smiling. <laughs> oh, hey, you over there. You with the red hat. What are you doing? Oh, crap. I've been spotted. Look, um, I don't have much long to live tonight. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Yes, you. Get over here. I'm going to have to go. I'll uh, talk to you later. Huh. <laughs> 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 again, again, uh, nothing about that audio leads me to believe that the leprechaun is doing anything wrong. <laughs> other than just being there and noticing the, that there is an interloper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe you're you're a little uh, biased because I of, might uh... be biased. Fine. <laughs> 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 that, that may be my bias showing. <laughs> so Matt sent me a message, an email shortly after that, mm-hmm. and and I I will read some of it. But he, I don't know what how much he wants me to say. But he was asking me about audio production tips, and he said. That might be the last Jerry the Gnome audio clip we get from him for a while because he's thinking about producing some 15-minute-long audio episodes <laughs> that he'll put up on oh, his blog man. or something. That's awesome. Okay. So he's yeah. basically starting a mini podcast, like a webisode series. Yeah, and he, he asked he met, he asked a couple times if he was crazy for starting this, this thing based on a random lark uh no, to, to make to to torture or to make fun of Jesse. So that's uh, that's how our podcast started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, you're not. I if you are crazy, I'm not the one to judge because that's exactly the kind of thing I would want to <laughs> right. do. So yeah, and I mean, inspiration comes from all, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm on board because yeah. honestly, when I listened to that last one, which ended with like him getting jumped or something, there was some mention of war. And I was like, this could totally be an ongoing like series. I kind of hope it takes <laughs> the it that Leprechaun way. Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's good. That's and and good Jerry fun. the Gnome has slowly evolved into just like this blue collar. This, this <laughs> you know, this he's just he's just doing his job. He's just doing his job. I, I do want to ask the Superior Comic Squad. Oh man! What, what do you guys think of uh, the what, leprechaun's what? accent there? Because <laughs> oh my, oh my! Well, Jesse's I mean... reaction when he, that first started, when he first started with that, <laughs> I loved it. Well, I I have a little bit of Irish in me there, so I may have been a little sensitive to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, that was great. I enjoyed that quite a bit, <laughs> and I would love to hear further installments of that. Okay, on to the email. Okay. Also, Matt, I'm sure I've lost like regular written emails from him. Mm-hmm. So if I haven't read something, I'm sorry. It happens. I I guess so. I don't usually lose my emails, but yeah, because he he gave us a uh, response email to the video, didn't he? Yes, he did. Okay. Randy Randy gets lots of emails. I I well I get a lot of emails from Matt. Mm-hmm. So and. We we record once a month, so it's easy to get to backlogged them. on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you sort your mail into folders? Just quit wondering. I get email from one person. Oh, <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. I I get I get emails from a couple of people. Well, he sent me several emails, so mm-hmm. it's easy to lose track of them because it's not all one string. Yeah. Right. They're not all one thread. In response specifically to the video, our live stream, 
he said he loved the reaction, left him in stitches. Also, as an as an avid hat wearer, uh, he agrees it is like having dogs walk in a single path. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it wasn't just a theory. There's science. He has been busy as curator to the supernatural and the world. Uh, the, and the world is going crazy with the recent scrimmage by true gnomes and leprechauns. It's tough. It's a tough job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't do it. So more power to you, Matt. But on to the original thing. Here we go. Hey, Grolixers. Or is it Grolix? Grolixy. Grolixi. Grolixy. <laughs> what would Grolix... Listeners be? Listeners or us just... Plural, Grolixers. We are Grolixers, I would say. They're Grolixies. And they are Grolixies. Okay. Is that the term? It just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> it's like it's like Grolixies. <laughs> it's like I feel like we just made that up. Grolixies. Yeah. Grolixies. Yeah. Like parentheses, only Grolixies. Yes. Similar. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Matt writes. So I listened to your Owl Girls review, and I must say, adding DC to the poll list? Consider it done. Let's see. Secret Wars? That was DC, right? Civil War, that too? Oh, definitely know <laughs> that Maximum Carnage was DC. Yeah. He says he's just kidding. Well, I have to say, I like the synopsis of Owl Girls, but from your review, I think it may not be for me. I decided to track down some more info on the publisher Red Anvil Comics, and when my ADH... ADHA? Is that a typo? Maybe. Maybe. I'm assuming ADHD. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, ADHD is a thing. Addiction a- Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Maybe he doesn't have a disorder. Maybe he has a... a it's like, it's a ability. Yeah. <laughs> Attention <laughs> deficit. It's an ability. Hyperactive ability kicked in. I like it. Mm-hmm. That's taken ownership. Yep. Uh, and I saw something that made me go... I have to find this comic. Oh, good. Hey. Mm-hmm. The book in question is called War of the Independence. This is from Red Anvil. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Actually, I've actually read the first issue of that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he says over 200 independent and creator-owned characters in the mm-hmm. largest intercompany, cr- intercompany crossover. From the cover alone, we have Cerebrus, Flaming Carrot, Gumby. How did I not see this? Sh- shy? Is it Shy? She? Shy? Oh, yeah. She. Captain Canuck. Tick. Madman yep. and Bone. I have to find this book. I did not know this was a thing. Yeah. Is it good? I mean, yeah, it's worth a read for sure. I mean, all those characters alone. Yeah. It's kind of hard to mash them all up and give them, you know, like a cohesive story plot that's going to highlight that many characters. But yeah, I, I read it and enjoyed it. Um, I, I would have liked to seen it stretched out because I think it was only two issues. So I I think with that many characters, man, you you could really... You could really give it more than two issues, but yeah, you should. They should each have an issue of their own. Oh man, that see that's where the that's where they should have gone with it. Is had yep. every um, every property do their own tie-in. Man, that would have yeah. been rad. That would have mm-hmm. been pretty cool. God, that's. I mean, even just what they did has to be a ton to coordinate, mm-hmm. right? All right. Well, that's all I got. I may or may not read Owl Girls. Probably not. It, it's fair. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Right. Have a great couple of weeks and look. Looking forward to next episode. You guys and gal rock. Your opinions are why I listen. Oh. And you, you all are so fun to listen to. Oh, I know I am. No, we try. Kidding. We try. <laughs> I look forward to the first and third Monday each month. Oh, and one final thought. 
Oh, this is good. Matt, this is good. Robocop versus Terminator versus Universal Soldier. Oh, yeah. That's right. He did. Oh, he did have. He did reply to. Uh, he had thoughts on. Um, Cinematic Universe. Cinematic Universe, too. But I'll find that later and read that with um, Jasper, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Robocop versus Terminator versus. It's going to be. So with Cinematic Universe, I found, like, just on concept, it's almost hard to keep it a double feature. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's sure. Hard, it's hard to not just, like, start lumping in a bunch of movies together because it would work. Yeah. Sure. But. Wait, is Universal Sh- Soldier the B- John claude Van Damme movie? Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Mm. Terminator versus Robocop. Wait, did, wait, was it Terminator? Yeah. It was yeah. Terminator. Terminator versus Robocop versus Universal Soldier versus Soldier. Come on. You got to throw a soldier in there with Kurt Russell, <laughs> where he's like genetic. Well, he's not a machine, but he's a genetically engineered soldier. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you should. Maybe split it. Universal Soldier and Soldier. Yeah. There you go. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then you, the other two. I don't remember ever actually watching Universal Soldier. Oh, man. I know it's like one of those classic kind of old uh, old school action. Well, and it's it's one of those, I mean, it is a Van Damme movie, but it's one that feels like it's greater than the genre, which is just, ju- just his movies, you know? Like, I don't know. His movies are generally C movies. This one's actually a B movie. Oh. There, there. Oh. That's, that yeah. makes sense. I Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Yeah, I've never watched them because it just it looked like one of those like, and I don't know why. It's got John like John Van Damme in it. That's why. Well, it, <laughs> it, it looked like one of those lower grade. I think that the sequels. I seen the VHS boxes for like oh, Universal yeah, Soldier like, Two yeah. or something in the store all the time when I was a kid. The, the sequels yeah. do not uh, factor in necessarily, although Bill Goldberg is in one that uh, Jean Claude is actually in. Like Jean Claude actually comes back for it. Rough. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks again, Matt, for the for the letters. Yes. Thank you, Matt. Yes, and the inspiration. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, it makes me fandom that we have been missing for the previous years of our. <laughs> yeah, we were lucky to have made it four years without somebody telling us that we're doing a decent job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, we had that one guy on YouTube who said we were like an epic podcast. I think I'm forgetting a couple words, but uh, <laughs> he said we don't know. Get, that's, <laughs> I, was gonna say, that's right. I don't think that was a fan. You <laughs> <laughs> wanted to know why we were laughing. Why, why are we always laughing? What are we? Because yeah. we choose to spread joy in the world. Mother- what are, we ha- are we handicapped? <laughs> uh, like right, an epic right. handicapped podcast, except he used different terminology. <laughs> Hey, he said we were epic. Yeah, he he did. He did. Yeah, and he gave me one of our favorite uh, curse word substitution words: is gits. Yeah, Yeah. we don't know gits. (laughs) We don't. We don't. (laughs) No, there's been some nice comments on YouTube too. Yeah, it's true. I remember when we for the smidge that we did the community uh, review thing. We'd get mixed comments when we did the community reviews. There was at least one person that really liked it. Uh huh. Are you haunted by shadow people in the middle of the night? Do you secretly love all things creepy and spooky, enjoying ghost stories and horror fiction from the best storytellers? Do you have a true ghost experience you want to share, but no one will believe you? If yes, listen to the professionals on What Are You Afraid of? Horror Paranormal Show, Friday nights at 9pm on ParaX Radio and at www.whatareyouafraidofpodcast.com. What What Are You Afraid afraid of? on ParaX. 
Our creepy and demented hosts are on call to provide you with all your spooky needs with true ghost stories, interviews, indie music, and new horror fiction. We are ready to scare you. Para X. Hey guys, it's the Zigman and Zach Tagus, and when you finish it up listening to this great podcast, make sure you head on over and check out Shotgun Wrestling Radio. That's right, we're new to the EMT Podcast Network. Over at Shotgun Wrestling Radio, we give you the latest news in professional wrestling. That's right, we cover WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and more. Want to know what's going on in the events in the Iowa Independence Seeds? We cover that too with our pro wrestling calendar. That's right, Zig Man. Not only do we cover that, but we also have a wide variety of interviews with pro wrestlers, both past and present. All our interviews can be found on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shotgun radio and the number one. We hope you'll take the time to give us a listen and remember to give us a like and follow on Twitter and Facebook at shotgun radio and the number one. This has been Randy. You can't run from this war, soldier. Not under my command. You're growing weak. You should have taken your grolics. This is Melanie. And I'm more than the exalted ruler of this land and master of all I survey. I'm also a concerned Grolix. This is Jesse. Excuse me, you're not supposed to be on your phone. It's bad for the plane. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a plane doctor? No? So shut the Grolix up. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vocal Arrow Studios. For more Growlix Podcast, visit GrowlixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at Growlix Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once. I, I miffed that. Is that a word? Biffed. I don't think that's a good word. <laughs> I mean, miffed, word. miffed is kind of a like a like a synonym for angry, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, I guess it is. Go. I thought like I had something it, to do with maybe. vaginas. Oh, that's no, that's another muff. thing. That, oh, is that? it? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oops. No, don't worry. This is all getting cut. I'm trying to think of what other. There's got to be something, right? Is there other in-house stuff? Why are they called earmuffs then? Oh my god. <laughs> well now I can't cut that because that's funny. Oh Jesus, that that's just wrong. <laughs> mm, don't think about it too hard. I'm not going to. <laughs>